This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partners in crime, John Crane and Jared Timms. And we are here on Super Bowl Sunday recording. We're going to give you guys a heads up right now that we are trying to get this one out in the open. So we are not going to do a massive edit on it. So if you get some weird outtakes or some weird things going on in the show, we're just having a good time. Hopefully we're professionals and don't do anything stupid like I just did. And what I mean by that is just listen to the end of the show and we'll see our our first outtake. Outtake of the day. All right, guys. Again, welcome. Happy Groundhog Day for all you Groundhog lovers. Jared, I'm going to go to you first. Apparently, you're the young buck making fun of the old guys on the last podcast. How you doing? I'm doing good. I, You know, we, we had a little bit of fun last time, you know. If, if anybody listened to that, it's just having some fun, messing around with you guys, you know. Um, Tom Brady isn't in the Super Bowl. I'm kind of disappointed when I go straight to that. But, you know, it is what it is. We have two good quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. But you're saying you had some fun with us, but you just repeated the same joke over and over time. We're the old geezers. That's all we are? Old. Yep. Like, yeah. you couldn't come up with anything better. Nope. Nope, like, that's all I had. That that's all, all I you had. had. That's all you had. I was waiting for Brock to strip it in, but Brock just didn't he, didn't, he didn't want to say it. And I was like, all right, well, it looks, like it, it looks like it's just me today. Brock knows he'd be on thin ice. <laughs> be on thin ice. John, how you doing? The oldest old geezer, and uh, that's nice that Brock has res- uh, Brock has respect for his uh, for old geezers. That's nice. I appreciate that, Brock. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing good. It's been a while. It seems so long since I've been here. Has it only been a week? Um, it's been longer, I think, for you. I really yeah. do. I think I think it might be. Yeah, it feels like it feels like a long time. Well, in, at your age. Especially, everything's been a long time. You know, and see, he starts side. coughing, he starts gagging over there. We think you have to call a hospital, nine one one, all these horrible things. Okay, 
All joking aside, folks, we have a big show planned for you. Before we do, we want to just let you know that we are running a contest right now, and I have the tickets in hand. Opening day tickets, you and a buddy, or a wife, or a loved one, or that girl you want to impress on a date. All you have to do is send over to Apple Music, leave a five-star review. You have to write this baby out. Take a screenshot of it, and email it to us at talkinghandles.gmail.com with that feedback. Also, if you're a new listener, we really appreciate you spreading the word. Just let folks know. You can text for Angels fan about let them know about our podcast. Also, that would mean the world to us. We are available anywhere, by the way. Podcasts can be found. It's not just Apple Music, but pretty much everywhere. We're a growing show. Actually, I got to tell you guys, this is kind of weird. Our numbers have grown to the point now where it's almost matching our our flagship stuff for the Rams, with Rams Talk Radio. So that's kind of cool. It's pretty cool to us, anyways. So, guys, i got to ask you, how you feeling now? Spring training is coming real quickly. I mean, real quickly. Are you starting to get excited? Jared, what's what's the uh, the thought process for you as they, as they get closer and closer to, well, starting off? I need baseball really bad. I've been watching Australian Baseball League, and it's, you know, it's it's great and everything. I love watching Delman Young tear it up. Uh, you know, Shane Robinson do good. But I need actual baseball back. I need it. I need it back really bad. But I'm excited. If, I mean, I'm very excited. We have, I think, first spring training games on the 22nd. So we have just what 20 days away, I, I believe, from the first spring training game. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. It's it's almost baseball season, and once the the Super Bowl's over with, then it's I, I consider it almost officially baseball season at that point. So your voice kind of strained as you're talking about Australian baseball league. I mean, honestly, like I need baseball. I need baseball. You sound kind of like an addict. Like, here, just stick a needle in my veins and inject Anaheim baseball. Bam, right in and go. I mean, that's what it sounds like. John, are you feeling the same way? Counting down five weeks. I'll be at spring training. You're going to go the weekend of the, I believe, the uh, third, no, the seventh, the weekend of March 7th. Yeah, I'm I'm real excited for baseball. Uh, I don't, I'm not really, uh, you know, I, I'm not following football very often. Um, Clipper Laker thing, Laker thing. I'll get into that later on when it gets a little more uh, exciting because the basketball regular season is fairly irrelevant, um, at least on the court. Um, so yeah, I'm very very looking forward to uh, my third spring training. Gone three three years in a row now. Um, my wife enjoys it. We all love it. We go with friends. It's it's a great time. If anybody's out there during the weekend of the seventh, look for a really loud guy chasing chasing players and managers with his cam- with his phone camera. That's me. We got to get you like a talking Halo shirt. Seriously, we yeah. got to get you a talking Halo shirt made, and you know like a take the cards out there and just <laughs> hand them out. Yeah, I gotta get. I gotta get, send you, you on get a PR. Co- we got to get cards out to Jared and uh, Brock, too. Well, meet him in a game. Yeah, that's my plan. I'm gonna, I, 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 already got, I already secured tickets for, uh, for San Bernardino. So I'm, I, I will be attending uh, several San Bernardino games this year. So I don't know. Maybe Jared Tim's hanging out there. Maybe Brock. Uh, are you going to be out like, collecting bobbleheads this year? I know. I mean, going to like what? Inland Empire what? and getting some bobbleheads from there. <laughs> I'm serious. Did you actually? I mean, yes. I'm yes. sure the package has been purchased. You did? Oh, oh! I guess <laughs> I wasn't even serious about that. You went and actually did it. You went and got the bobblehead I, series. 
I tweet Jared. Who was the one that tweeted it? Jared, you tweeted it, right? Uh, the uh, bobblehead package? Yeah. Yeah. Same oh, my that. gosh. I am so jealous. Absolutely. So jealous. And uh, so I got, yeah, I got the bobblehead package. And uh, so that, that'll get me, that'll get me, that'll entice me to go out there. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, so I have only attended one game in San Bernardino, and that was back when the Do- when before when the Angels were in Cucamonga and the Dodgers were in in San Bernardino. And I have no idea why why I was even at that game, but for some reason I was at that game. Well, looking um, forward to it. You know, I'm freaking jealous, man. I'm hoping to make it out there this year. That's the plan. We'll see how that goes out. But, man, I'm just jealous. Being the one road dog here on this team, having to always catch the road games and never getting to be the part to get the bobbleheads. I have to, I have to basically, folks, by the way, in case you're new to the show, I have to depend on, that's right, John, to get me the bobbleheads. And that's only if he has an extra available. But I'm still very grateful for those extras because that means I actually get to have some. So thanks to John. He, you know, He basically, like I was teasing Jared for – you know, sticking the needle in his vein for baseball. He John got me and my daughters into collecting bobbleheads in the last year, and so now we're kind of addicted. Thanks, John. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I need to go to Bobbleheads Anonymous. Yeah, you're welcome. I I just added a, I added a hockey puck to my collection uh, last week at the uh, Ducks game. I got a oh, yeah, signed I got a signed uh, puck. I wish I could remember the guy's name. Weren't they uh, doing a bobblehead there too? Spot. Pardon? Weren't they doing a bobblehead there too? No, that was a bobblehead from back. I already have that uh, bobblehead. Oh. You were offered that bobblehead and you declined it because it was. Yeah, that a was dust. before I became addicted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you declined. No, I thought that was an interesting that 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 our listener who won tickets to the game offered to offered us yeah a, a yeah. bobblehead, and I was surprised that you declined it. And uh, ultimately, no. So that's all, you know, these, you know, interesting. But going back to that Yankee game uh, where they didn't. Well, no, that wasn't. They ran out of bobbleheads. It's in, they obviously w- make way too many. Angels, I've never seen them run out of it. Well, I have seen them run out of a Mother's Day bag or something, but I've never seen them run out of a bobblehead. So they obviously make so many extra because that they were the exact same ones from the Anaheim Mike Trout, the Anaheim Ducks uh, uniform. So it was the same bobbleheads, but that was a special package. You had to buy a special uh, ticket, just like the ticket that we bought mm-hmm. got us this T-shirt that's – co-branded but it doesn't have the co-branded logo i was a little disappointed ducks in that in that t-shirt that we got but and by the way i know jared has a nice collection too yeah he had a real nice collection i think he shared that with us right yeah, yeah. didn't you didn't you share i did yeah it's uh ever growing ever growing since i think i've been collecting them since uh 2010 probably i think i have almost every single one i think i'm missing one otani one but yeah i have uh i probably have 30 sitting up there looking at them right now so. do you have other sports um, I have a couple Ducks ones. I have a Trevor Hoffman one that I got when I went down to San Diego. I think I have a Bartolo Colon one sitting up there, too. Um, I have a Jaime Berea one with two Jaime Berea heads. One's supposed to be somebody else. I forgot who. Jose Suarez, I think. Jaime Berea, Jose Suarez. I don't know. Oh, Jaime Berea, Keenan Middleton one, and it's two Jaime Berea heads. I'll I'll post a picture of that one again. It's kind of funny. Yes, guys, me is- Go on, John. No, I was just going to say, is the Bartolo Colon, is it that, is it that statue? The, uh, like the bronze statue when he won the Cy Young? I do not have that one. That's uh, a little bit before my time. I, somebody gave it to me. I, I forgot. It was just like in 
I don't know, somebody brought it to work and they're like, here, you want it? And I was like, sure, I like bobbleheads. So. Well, that's, I actually had all my bobbleheads on display at work when I worked in a branch. And a, a gentleman came in one day who had, I'd uh, helped and assisted on, I guess, a couple occasions. And he brought me in that Bartolo Cologne brass. He said, I have something in my garage. I'm going to bring it to you. Took him a couple. I forgot all about it. Walks in, he handed it to me. So I have that Bartolo Cologne brass uh statue or it's not brass i don't know what it is but it's metal statue so anyways but i didn't go to that game so that's not not before my time but i didn't get that one i had got it from a, a customer oh it was the the way that it's going now though i mean the angels i think are an outlier they give away what the first thirty thousand fans get one yeah you, do? you really have to you really have to i don't yeah. i don't know how you could not because because you know, unfortunately, and hopefully that's going to grow this year as our as our success on the field grows. The stadium rarely fills up. I mean, so even if it's a sellout, it rarely fills up. So I, I, I yeah, they give out thirty thousand. So to not get a bobblehead is is not uh, well, not likely. I know that, that what they could do would probably get fans there earlier and seated. It would be to, to reduce the number they give out. But I think it's to the Angels' credit they do that because it means that their fans can go home happy getting. A bobblehead and good odds. Like last year, you guys remember because I I was really upset about this. I went to New York to catch a series when I was in training. I mean, I wasn't trying to actually go see the Yankees. I was going I was going to see baseball, see the new Yankee Stadium. But I purposely scheduled out um, time during that week because they were there was a bobblehead night. You guys remember this? I threw a fit about this. And yeah, they, I remember it a little bit, Derek. I remember oh, yeah. just a little bit about <laughs> just it. So I was upset. Yes. <laughs> and well, they only gave away, I think it was at first 15,000. The first 15,000 fans got a bobblehead. And this year, I think it's 18,000. I think I'm reading it correctly. 18,000 fans get like, the first one they have is Don Magley. So if you're a Yankee fan by chance or like the Yankees, and I'm not even sure why he even says on our show, but cause I'm looking at it now. Yeah, you know, but other teams are 18,000, 15,000. And to me, that's a bummer because that means you're going to have to be there hours early to fight traffic just to get in line and sit there and wait and wait and wait out to the ballpark. And then if you just happen to not get it, you're going to see some knucklehead out there trying to sell for 60 bucks later as you leave. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. And uh, so I think it's good for the Angels that they make sure they provide the fans. They make sure, at least, well, if it's, not, if it's not the Angels, it's their sponsors. They're making sure that their fans get the bobbleheads and other promotions. It's good stuff, and it's well worth it. I think sometimes we forget that the Angels overall are pretty fan-friendly when it comes to getting people taken care of in the ballpark. It might not be the world's best ballpark anymore because it's old, but one thing Angels do deserve credit for is the way they treat the fans. That's my opinion. I agree. I went to a Clipper game years ago, and... Uh, it was Danilo Gallinari uh, bobblehead, and I got there, and before the game started, I wasn't late, and they were out, and I told my, you know, I texted my wife, and my wife started leaving comments on the Facebook, the Clippers Facebook page. Anyway, long story short, they ended up sending me a box with a few bobbleheads wow. and T-shirts and hats. Yeah, all through my wife complaining on Facebook. On their page, they con- they reached out and contacted her, and ended up sending me a whole package. So I was very frustrated that night because that was really you know, but um, but they ended up taking t- 
taking pretty good care of us. That was and that was bomber. That was bomber area. But still, that wasn't that long ago. I only a couple of years. I didn't go to a Clipper game last year, but I'm gonna go. I, probably, I might go to one this year. Jared, you got any thoughts in there? You want to throw? Because you you got quiet. We're a little concerned for you. Like you're not gonna make it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, the Angels do a great job. Um, just uh, if you go out to Inland Empire, they do a limited amount too. So just watch yourself out there. Ouch. Yeah. Make sure. Be careful. Well, in all likelihood, I'll be going by myself. So I like to get to gamers. I like to get to games early because I'm paranoid. I don't care. Even though I know they got 30,000, the first 30,000, I still I still uh, sweat a little bullets there. So to make sure I get there early because I don't want to be shut out. Oh, I mean, I'm taking my dad on on. Uh, what is it? The, see the Yankees Pirates game on in it's in June. It's, it's sort of his Christmas gift. And that happens to be Bill Mazeroski bobblehead night. In Pittsburgh, so tr- make sure I get there early for that. There are a couple of ones that are going kind of stinks here in Northeast Ohio. I'm gonna try and find things for my daughters because my daughter really loves the bobbleheads now. I mean, I'm gonna have to worry about her later on. By the way, just to top this off, I'm not sure if I ever mentioned it more on the show, but by the, the Yankees did actually reach out to us after I emailed them and tweeted about it and tweeted about some more and emailed them. And asked for our address and sent us two bobbleheads, so one, one for each daughter, and we post we post with a picture of it, so that's nice. But would rather get angels bobbleheads, quite frankly, for me personally. But it's nice that the kids have a collection. Anyways, um, there you go. Moving on, guys. The actual reason why we're here talks of angels baseball, not just bobbleheads. The the season here is getting close, and I asked you guys for three questions you think the angels need to answer between now and opening day. And uh, I'm going to go with Jared first. What are three questions I need to answer from you or for you? My first one, I mean, I, it, it's more of a who, who should they sign on a one-year deal? Because that's, that's kind of the point where we're at here. Um, I, I don't think that – I don't – trades are – I mean, as we get closer and closer, a trade I feel like is less and less likely to happen. Uh, but, you know, my, my first one is going to be – you know who who, are they, who should the Angels sign on a one year deal, um, and then I, I only got I only got two. I know you have three good ones. I, I have a second one. Um, Brandon Marsh or Joe Adele, who who comes up first? Those, those, those are my. Two. Is that those something you want us to try to answer? Is that what you actually I mean? What, what do you think is going to happen? But I mean, it, it's for the Brandon Marsh Joe Adele one. I think that it's that's a that's a coin flip in my opinion, um, and then. You know, it's it's just for you know the one year deal thing. I think that that's kind of where the Angels are at now. So it's it's going to be a you know who, who do we think that the Angels should sign? Who do we think that they're going to sign? Because I think that they're you'll see a couple more one year deals. I think here as we get closer, there's still a lot of players out there, relievers, um, even a starter or two, maybe an outfielder. So I, I I think those are the two kind of big questions, and then. You know, we saw the forty-man roster as well, um, or not forty-man. We saw the spring training invites get invited, and you know the Angels are going to need possibly another outfielder, unless you're going to be, you know, Brian Goodwin and Michael Hermosillo in the outfield. And I, and I think possibly the next best choice is Joe Adele or Brandon Marsh. So those are those are my two questions. I think you know that might possibly be you know interesting as we get closer to spring training i think that that could i think those things could actually kind of pick up steam do you think that brandon marsh is is just as ready as joe adele at this point is that what you're trying to say 
Yeah, I think he's as ready, if not possibly more ready. I think he has, he's had more time in the minors. I think he's a little bit more mature. I think that, you know, everything's just kind of a little bit more ready than Joe Adele. And I don't know if too many people are really looking at it that way. I think everybody's like, all right, Joe Adele, Joe Adele, Joe Adele. But, you know, I mean, Brandon Marsh was in double A all last year. But, I mean, we've seen weirder things happen. You know, Greg, Greg Molly was in. Uh, single A and made the um, major league roster. So I mean, I, you know, opening day roster. So you know, it, it, anything could happen. But yes, I do think that I think that Brandon Marsh is more major league ready than Joe Adele at this very moment. It's weird hearing you say that because a year ago at this time we were wondering, you know, how close Brandon Marsh was to even being close to ready. Like he had come off a of, eh season before that he and he's scorching good last year to the point where he's there now he's there but is one really really mind-breaking year in the minors good enough to say hey he's caught the joe Dell because joe Dell we was injured half the year last year then comes back and plays very well does well with the olympic team so i'm i just kind of have my doubts i have my doubts about both really if they're both gonna be ready this year or not i mean i think they will be but i saw some doubts john you got some thoughts yeah, that's a little surprise to me because I just thought it was all about Joe Adele, Joe Adele, Joe Adele. So um, that, that that Jared's actually questioning between the two and even leaning more in the Brandon Marsh uh, corner is interesting to me. Um, yeah, that's bad. I, that took me for a surprise because I was all um, on this question. That not, that's all I have to say. That's <laughs> just surprised. Convince us, Jared. Got any last thoughts on it? Any last no, thoughts I mean, at all? I, I think, I, I mean, you can put a 2020 label on one of them. You can put a 2021 label on the other one. And honestly, I, I wouldn't be upset, you know, at either one. You know, if if Marsh was 2021 and, you know, Adele was 2020 or, you know, you switch it up and Marsh is 2020 and Adele's 2021. I mean, it's a, the Angels have a, it's a good problem to have right now, I think, you know. Isn't that kind of tough, though, on the fans who have been being promised these 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 phenoms um and then to put it back in a whole nother year i guess if we there's success on the field i guess there's really no problem but well it's never been really settled they're coming up this year or not i mean we've strongly suspected that at the very least adele would be up but we don't know for sure until we actually see how they hit major league pitching how they adjust adele to me is a guy who only played a limited amount of time at triple a so it would make a lot of sense for him to be held back a little bit, plus when there comes to service time. Nothing would shock me at this point, honestly. Nothing would. See here, John, what are your questions? Well, uh, my se- I'll go to my second question because it links exactly into this one. So um, Brian Goodwin. So what's, what's going to happen to Brian Goodwin? Apparently, if we're, if we're delaying these players more, I guess the answer is he's in right field. But once one of these two comes up, or maybe both of these two come up, if they do both come up, what do we do with Brian Goodwin at that point? The guy had such a solid season, kind of became a little fan favorite. Uh, And so what do we do? Jared? Well, I mean, I don't think we see both of them come up this year. You know, I think it's Goodwin starting, if not in a fourth outfielder's role. Um, But... Yeah, you know, and I, th- I think Goodwin's a free agent after this next year. Maybe not. I could be wrong. I think Goodwin's a free agent after this year anyways. Um, so, yeah, yes and no. 
but uh, but yeah, if you see, I don't, I, I don't think you see both of them come. I think Goodwin's got a spot in the outfield, regardless this year, whether it is like I said, starting in left right field or as a fourth outfielder behind the three that are out there. And you know, you can make a strong case for Upton DHing a lot, and Goodwin's still getting a lot of time anyways. So. Mm, that's where I was gonna go. You said it. that's where I was going. I, I disagree. I think you could see both this year because of the Upton mystery. We don't know how he's going to be in the outfield after coming after his injuries last year. They want his bat more than anything else. DH has been a concern. Uh, first base is a concern. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Gasp Adele makes the team or Marsh makes the team. I'm probably Adele and. He's the fourth outfielder, and we start seeing some some platooning going on, and with with Upton being the DH, trying to protect his legs and trying to protect that bat. That's I wouldn't surprise me at all. Matter of fact, I kind of expected at some point sooner or later Upton is not going to be in the outfield. You start hurting your wheels, they need your bat more than your wheels. I'm just saying. So so Jared, do you have uh, Michael Hermosillo ahead of? Brian Goodwin in your depth chart, or no? No, well, I, I was just wondering because you keep you you keep you referring to him as a backup, a fourth outfielder. Who's who's the third outfielder? That's well. I mean, if you're bringing up if you're bringing up Adele or Marsh, I would assume you want them to start. You don't want them as a fourth outfielder, um, or else you just put them keep them down in AAA and get them the at bats there. So it would be Adele or Marsh, Upton and Trout starting, obviously, and then. Uh, Goodwin as your fourth outfielder. Uh, that, okay, that makes sense. So, so that's what that's pretty much answered my question. He's the fourth outfielder. We're just going to have him given days off, jumping around, given days off. Yeah, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, Joe. I mean, uh, Brian Goodwin is. We saw him last year in a you know in a limited role, and we saw him in a in an expanded role, and he was good in both. So it, it's 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 a good problem for the Angels to have right now, and. It's unfortunate that they have so much depth, but at the same time, like I said, it's a good, it's a very good problem to have, just in case they are hit by the injury bug yet again. And that's, you know, that's the main reason why I think they're going to see, we're going to see a lot more unorthodox lineups this year. I ain't going to say that right. We're going to see more unorthodox lineups from the Angels this year. There we go. Because well, well it seems that. Going to my second question real quick, we have the same good problem on the infield because my second question was about David Fletcher. I mean, the one player, not the maybe not the one player, that Joe Madden calls out and recognizes at his, at his press conference, and he seems to be a backup for, all, for, all, for three positions. Is, is, that, is that what he's going to be, a role player, a backup the whole year? For re- Repeat that again. You kind of lost me. David Fletcher. Right now, I, I got Listella at second. We got uh, Simmons at shortstop and Rendon at third. Where does Fletcher play? Who? Where does Fletcher play? It's a good problem to have. Again, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, I guess it falls into the same category. I just think it's interesting because Joe Madden, you know, specifically named him and said what but, a favorite he was. But honestly, dude, I think the real odd man out there is probably Lestella, not Fletcher. Lestella's career up until last year was, eh, has one good year. You can't count on him 
catching you know magic in a bottle again. So who's more consistent long term for them? Who's more of the option? Who's going to be there longer term? It's going to be Fletcher. So I think the odd man out there is probably Stella. If Lestella comes out cold this year, we could see uh, something big happen with him. I'm serious. Jerry? That's another guy that, that Madden previously ma- uh, managed, so he has a relationship with him too. But do you think that any of this ends up in any sort of a trade talk for one of those two, or we just always have a, a solid backup the entire year? Jared? I mean, I've said this since the beginning. If David Fletcher is starting for you, it's uh, – you're not a playoff team. So I think that they're set up nicely right now with David Fletcher being that guy who starts five days a week, but at different positions. I mean, you can start him at second base, shortstop, third base. I mean, we've talked about Simmons having leg problems. Rendon would, you know, Rendon can DH. I mean, there's so much versatility that the angels have this year. It's so nice. I mean, Lestella can play first base, second base, third base, you know, Fletcher's there, Renifo's there, Thice is there. Uh, There's just it's there's so much nice depth that the Angels have now. You know, and and I'm going to preach this again. It's it's a good problem to have, and especially with the injury woes that they've had. And you know, you got to tip the cap to um, Billy Epler and what he's done to get all this depth. You know, so if David Fletcher is the odd man out, I don't have an issue with that. You know, but David Fletcher is still going to see 120, 130 games, I think, this year because of his versatility and what he can do and playing a Ben Zobris type role, anyways. So I know you're not real big on Fletcher, but I look at the ages of the players. I look at what they mean in terms of the overall energy that they bring, the versatility. I think Lestel is the odd man out in any situation here. He's the odd man out. If his back does not come back this year, sign R. And folks, I wanted to hear that, but look at his career up until now. And honestly, I think Jared's Twitter will get lit up a lot more than yours for Will for uh, making that statement, Derek. You mean for the uh, Fletcher? Yeah, for you choosing Fletcher over Listella. I mean, uh, yeah, Jared, you know, let's go ahead and blow the, f- the funeral dirge for your mentions now because you're about to get lit up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've always said that, you know, I've always said that if the Angels, if David Fletcher is starting for the Angels, they're not a playoff team and they haven't been yet. And I think this is the first year that you can really look at it and say, man, this team has a legit chance of being a playoff team. And David Fletcher isn't, you know, there. I'm not saying that that's the key or anything like that. But, you know, I, I think it starts there. I think it started with the depth. And, you know, it's it's. It's a nice piece to have. I mean, if you can have a three-win player sitting on your bench and coming or coming off the bench, and you know he, he may end up playing 150 games just coming off the bench and coming in for Luis Renifa or you know Tommy Lastella or even Albert Pujols and having Lastella go to first base in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, so you have better defense out there and leads. It's not a it's not a bad thing to it's not a bad thing to have and. You know, he still could possibly, like I said, play 130 games. But, you know, him starting every day at second base or him starting every day at third base, just I don't think that is the equation of a playoff team. But, you know, that's something we'll find out. And, you know, I'm I'm super interested to see how Joe Madden uses him because he's really hyped him up. I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out real soon. My questions, I think, are a little bit 
larger scale, is there enough pitching? I mean, everybody wants I keep People are still throwing that, there's not enough pitching, not enough pitching. And there's reason to be concerned about that. I think that, uh, especially in the case of starting pitching, that number one starter where all things going to be there is not there. We made a promise to a certain individual who's like, he's kind of like Voldemort to me, he who shall not be named. We promised him we'd let him back on the show if they don't get more pitching. Um, you may have to do that. They got pitching. They didn't get the number one guy that we were all thinking they were going to get. Like I was hardcore on this. I was hardcore on this. John was hardcore. On the, or they needed to get that number one guy, and they didn't do it. And so, I don't know. That, that's I got to keep my word on that one. They hear him say, "I told you so." Like, well, they did get this, this, and this. So, what's really be an argument there? They didn't get him. So, is there enough? That's my question. Um, I'll answer it. I think it's it really depends on how they perform that we got a lot of mysteries. Hotani. That was actually a question that I typed in while we were on the show too, uh, was the third question was, you know, who will be the closest thing to an ACE that we have on this team this year? Who would you, who would you say would be, uh, even if it's not a, a, uh, Cy Young ACE, the closest thing that we're going to have to an ACE this year. And a lot of, you know, Otani's a mystery. Heaney, you know, he has to improve. Heaney has to improve. Um, it, uh, Canning has to improve. Otani has to have a solid Otani season. And uh, I guess Tehran and Bundy have to have solid seasons. I think if they all, all that all happens, our bullpen is fine. I think we're very competitive. But it, that's what I prob- that's what I said before the season last year. Heaney has to have a decent season. You know, we didn't have Otani, but we have so many question marks, and we don't have that one player right now that you can guarantee, okay, at least one day a week we're going to have this guy. So we need to see who steps up. Jared, I'm really interested in your thoughts here. I think they have enough pitching. I, I don't. The question is, is the quality there? You know, quantity is definitely going to be there. They have 10 guys 11 guys who can start for him and they have bullpen and they have bullpen depth, but is the quantity, is the, is the quality there? Quantity is for sure there, you know, and it's, that's not an issue um, to me this year, but you know, is, is the quality there? That's, that's the question that's, that needs to be answered. And I think that, you know, if the quality is better than it was last year, which it should be because they did get better quality pitching. And and I think, you know, the innings will be there. They won't have to do the, you know, bullpen game as much. I think that that still might be in the plans. I think that, you know, it's not a bad route to go every once in a while. Um, just because that's just how baseball is now, you know, a bullpen game isn't, isn't, uh, something that happens if your starter gets hurt. It's, it's planned in advance at this point. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw that a little bit more or the, uh, the opener, that's another thing that can totally happen. I can see it happening, you know, but you know, it, it, the, the question is the quantity going to be there, the quality going to be there. I don't know at this moment. Um, that's to be seen, but I think that it has a chance of being there. I think that the angels have some interesting pieces that if they're healthy, like you said, Heaney, I think that he could be a very good starter. And I think that Dylan Bundy has a real chance of breaking out if the Angels figure out how to use him correctly. And, you know, Griffin Canning, second year, should 
be better. Jose Suarez is interesting. Uh, Patrick Sandoval is going to be Patrick Sandoval that he was last year and without the innings restriction, and I don't think. And, you know, Julio Tehran is going to be Julio Tehran. And, you know, it's it'll be interesting to see. I think the qual- – the like I said, I think the quantity is there. Um, the quality just has to be league average, and I think that this is – pretty set up to be that way league average is the key thing for me right can they win with a league average rotation and a lineup that's going to be pretty good or not in a division that I think is probably the toughest division in baseball the Rangers Astros A's these are all teams that can win 90 games this year and I mean it I mean they all have the talent to do it they Matter of fact, I think the Angels, with their farm system, is probably the, has the weakest amount of depth going behind them than those four clubs. That's my next question, too, is, is the farm system deep enough to carry them through a season and be successful? And I guess I'll go to you with that, Jerry, because I don't know. I mean, it's you have you have to look at what they brought up last year, too, and that was kind of the big year of you know, who they're bringing up. And we're going to see some of those pieces start down in AAA. I mean, Dice could start in AAA. Taylor Ward can start in AAA. Jose Suarez, Patrick Sandoval. There are a lot of guys that could start in AAA, and there's the the depth is there for that. And, you know, we'll probably see Brandon Marsh, and we'll probably see Joe Adele start in AAA as well um, for the time being. And Michael Hermosillo could be up and down. So I think the depth is there um, at that, you know, minor league level. At young minor league levels as well, um, it's just at that point. If you're worried about the depth, it's is if it can this team stay healthy, and you know I I think that they could. There's a good chance of them staying healthy this year. I mean, I obviously can't see into the future. None of us can, but in but if you know health is an issue, I think the depth is there. That you know you can go down there and not really have to worry about missing a beat anymore. You know, I think you can continue to play at a high level with the depth that they have. John? Well, is, we have two players down there that we're all speculating will be up very soon. So I think I think our minor leagues is is definitely improving. I mean, improved. It's, and I'm more worried about what's on the field right now uh, and what we have going in. Uh, I just was, I read an article this, this morning, actually, it was from last night, talking about the four teams expected to improve big this year. And the Angels are with the top of the – this was in uh, Bleacher Report. And the Angels were the top team. They projected us at 91 wins, a 19-game difference. So with what we have on the field, not projecting our any of our uh, farm system talent. So, again, I think it's just li- it, people living up to – I, maybe even not even living up to their potential, but not failing, not falling far below their potential. I think this team has a good opportunity for for some success this year. I, I'm, well, it's definitely going to be a better year, but I, a, a legitimate opportunity to perhaps play for a wild card. I mean, I think they're going to be good, but. Can they hold throughout the year with a farm system that is deeper and it's got some talent coming up, but it's not superstar deep? That's been the big complaint about the farm system that's there right now, set by Billy Uppler, is that, yes, it's a lot deeper, it's a lot better. He's definitely made improvements, but they've only developed a couple stars. 
And we may have some ones developed this year. We heard Jordan Adams and so on and so forth. But those are question marks is if you have a couple major injuries down the line, will there be anybody there to help them out, to back them up in a division that's as tough as the AOS? And that's really my question. And then is, well, will the seven, eight, nine spots in the lineup be enough to produce, well, at least it helps at the table? John, what do you think? I guess we're looking at the seven and eight lineup. Uh, I'm seven, still eight, trying nine. to fit. Yeah, seven, eight, nine. I guess what we're looking at Fletcher, perhaps. Um, I actually had it right in front of me and I forgot. I was looking at to see because I was planning. And I actually had the seven, eight, and nine lineup that I projected and I can't find it. Give me just a second. Or oh, we'll Jared and come back Jared, to me go. and I'll tell you. Well, it depends who you have in that seven, eight, nine spots too. I mean, uh-huh. you could you can mix in quite a few people. You know, it, whether it's Stassi, Simmons, Pujols, Fletcher, Goodwin. You know, there's there's a, there's a lot a lot of people. Castro could will probably be down there. And you know, it's it's one of those things where the seven, eight, and nine hitters play a big role. And I think the Angels are deep enough down there as well that if you have, I mean. It kind of shows a testament that, you know, Albert Pujols, future Hall of Famer, I know that he hasn't been great, but is might possibly be batting in the seven hole at some point. Or, you know, David Fletcher, who put up three wins last year, yet again, who, you know, is a, just a league average hitter, is going to be batting in the nine hole. That's that's a nice piece to have. Or, you know, Stassi and Jason Castro are going to be for sure subpar hitters. Um, but, you know, 230 going to get you some home runs, you know, and, you know, if it's Brian Goodwin who you know put up a pretty pretty good offensive season last year, Michael Hermosillo, you know it's 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 going to probably look pretty league average to below league average down there. But there aren't too many teams that you can get down to the six, seven, eight guys and you know really have a threat, you know, down there. So I think that you know yes, I think that there's a good possibility of the Angels, you know, having some you know, league average pieces down that low. And it's, you know, they, they can absolutely hundred percent produce. So. So looking at, yeah, looking at seven, when, when have we had any, any sort of offensive power in that seven, eight, nine spot? If we're talking about Simmons dropping down to seven, our pool holes. um, And then you got Goodwin down there. And then you got Stasi or Castro. I mean, that's your weakest link right there, Stasi and Stasi and Castro. And that's your, that's where your ninth ninth uh, player is supposed to be, anyways. So, I you know it's I think yeah. I, is, would you is that what it's called league average? I think that's definitely league average. I mean, for looking at right now on the death chart, for example, Upton Trout. Goodwin, Simmons, Lasella, Rendon, Pujols, Otani, um, when he's DHing, and Castro. So, how would you put that in in everyday order? Who's going to lead off right now, in your opinion? Who's who? Lastella. You think Lastella leads off? Or I guess Lastella, or maybe I guess if well, I guess yeah, I would say Lastella because he led off before he, he was leading off before he left. So I'd say Lastella. Jared, is that where you go? La Stella Fletcher, you know, yeah, it, it's 
maybe Goodwin at some point, but maybe Simmons, but I don't I don't think so. You know, there's not too many leadoff options there. So I said, well, well, Lestella, Trout's normally at the number two slot. I think he'll move back to three this year. I've seen like a lot of like ESPN and MLB Network put him at three, but I feel like I remember Billy Epler always saying, or even Joe Madden saying that he'll be in the two spot no matter what. I could totally be wrong, and I prefer you know seeing Mike Trout in the two spot, but. It's one of those things where I'm not going to argue or complain at all if it's Otani, Trout, Rendon, Rendon, Trout, Otani, Trout, you know, Rendon, Otani type of thing. I, I'm not going to complain with that two, three, four ever. So, well, I'm just they're thinking if it's Trout at two, I'm thinking Rendon will be three. Otani fourth. Otani fourth. Upton five. Yeah. Pujol six. Pujol six. Simmons, Simmons seven. Goodwin eight. Castro. So you're looking at Simmons, Goodwin, and Castro as your bottom three. I gotta mm-hmm. tell you, I like that bottom three in the lineup. Honestly, I absolutely agree. I mean, so the the idea of putting you're saying Jared when you're saying uh, Trout in the the two gets him the most at bats. That's the whole point of why you have him in the two spot, right? given the most opportunities at the plate? Yes, and there's just been a lot of, you know, we're not there, there's been a lot of articles and such saying that your best hitter should always be in the two-hole just because, yes, it gets you more at-bats. It There's, you know, a chance of somebody being on base for him, and it's just kind of one of those things. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be even upset if Trout somehow found his way in the in the in the leadoff spot but you know that kind of kills the value a little bit and what trout does if he hits a home run you know if he's back a little bit it's more of a chance that you know he'll be there'll be runners on base for him or same thing goes with rendon or otani you know so it's 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 one of those things where the angels are so good two three four that i'm not going to complain any way you go you know as long as Mike Trout is not in the four hole, you know, and has a little bit of protection because that's where he, Mike Trout's just a, 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 like a hundred percent better hitter than anybody, uh, than a league average hitter, you know, or he's 30% better than anybody else in the league at any time. So just give him a little bit of protection, whether it's Rendon behind him or whether it's Otani behind him. And it's, it's a scary lineup regardless of what you're looking at. I think in the, that bond three being, if it is Simmons, Goodwin, Castro, there's not a whole ton of drop-off there. I mean, there is obviously, but it's going to be better than a lot of teams bottom three, if we're honest. So, I mean, I like this lineup this year. And, and there is depth to it. You guys are mentioning Fletcher and Ranjifo are on the bench. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's pretty solid. Tice and Walsh got some at-bats last year as well. I like this lineup. I like the way this roster is panning out, at least offensively pitching, I guess, is the major concern. And I guess we'll find out how good they're going to be. That's, all- that, that's, that's what I was thinking to address you because you're concerned about the farm system. We're, we've already discussed the outfield and the infield both have a surplus right now of up here right now quality uh, players. So we have depth, even if we have a big injury on one of these players. We still have depth in the infield and outfield. 
Well, this is why I'm kind of hoping that the Angels don't have to go out there and get another pitcher. Like if if they stand pat and they wait until say the All Star break to make a call and gain that elusive number one quote unquote, maybe they don't have to get one more year to develop that that farm system. That's what I was arguing about for Cole. If you guys remember, the whole reason why I thought you go and spend the money last offseason was to get this team competitive and out there competing for the playoffs now and try not to have to trade for it. So go spend the money instead, instead of trading for it. And I'm kind of hopeful they can still work in that favor, but Mickey Callaway is going to work some miracles, I think, with that starting five. Any closing thoughts, Jared? No, I'm just ready for baseball season. Like, I don't know what else I have to say about that. Let's go baseball. Hurry up. Super Bowl needs to be over already. I know that when people are listening to this, it's already over probably, but I need baseball. I think we all need a little bit of baseball soon. <laughs> or sooner rather than later. John, closing thoughts. Super Bowl spoiler alert. Tom Brady is not in it this year. Boo. <laughs> you know he had to do that to you, right? <laughs> no, I'm I'm just as upset. I uh, Hey, let's make our predictions. Well, my prediction? Mr. Yes, Mr. Uh, NFL podcaster professional. Well, I'll let uh, let the Tom Brady fan go first. Me, I love. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm sorry. I mean, we're both Brady fans. We love. Brady. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we, yeah. Oh, go, go first, Sean. Go first. Go for it. No, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm saying Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. Got nothing, Patrick Mahomes. I got nothing, but uh, uh, part of me, part of me feels a little uh, for. Um, huh. Why did his name just drop out of my head? Tom Brady's former backup that they traded. Uh, interesting that he got there. But uh, anyways, I, I still, my, my mind says, my brain says the Chiefs. Jared? My expert opinion here on this is if the 49ers defense outplays the Chiefs offense, then they will win. But if the Chiefs offense outplays the 49ers defense, then they'll win. And I think the Chiefs will end up winning. I think offense always... Reigns supreme, you know, defense is fantastic, but, you know, in, unless something crazy happens, which, hey, it's a Super Bowl, anything could happen. Uh, you know, the Patriots came back from 20, um, what, 25 points down one year. So, you know, anything could happen, but I like the Chiefs. All right, so I'm going to say it straight out, and I hate saying it because um, I loathe the 49ers. I'm going 49ers to win this game. Their front seven especially with both on the outside, with Quan Alexander on the rush, is going to cause some problems for the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs are playing the best they've played all year, and they are among the best teams in the league. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if they win this game. But that 4 pass rush is built for a Super Bowl victory. It just is. And the offense does just enough both on the ground and in the passing game to cause the Chiefs some problems. So I'm going to go 49ers win this one, and I'll be very sad on Monday. There you go. So is it Chiefs for both Jared and John, right? And I went for it. Yes. Yes. Okay. And, and for the record, I pray I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong. All right, folks, it's time for us to go. 
just so you know, though, we are looking for sponsors for 2020. You know, we need to keep these lights on, keep this uh, show going. So if you could, if you are interested, reach out to us at talkingtohalos at gmail.com. If you like what we're doing, you want to help keep the lights on here. Also, you can leave a voicemail for us at 657-665-4453. And by the way, before I even forget, we had our three questions. We want to hear yours. So send us your three questions you'd like to see answered by the Angels by the time the season starts. You can send it at talkingtohalos at gmail.com or to our Talking Halos tag on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook. We would love to hear those questions, and we'll read them and give you what we think will be the answers on upcoming shows. Also, forget Tour and the League will pick up this week again, and can't forget everybody's personal Twitter at go go Jared. Where's your personal Twitter at? Where can people find you? Jared underscore Tim's. That was easy. There you go, John. Jags Crane, John. And you can find me at DC Apolly, our cohort in crime here. Brock Davis is at BD Rocks 8. We are available anywhere podcasts can be found, including Apple Music, Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, you name it, we're there. So for John, Jared, Brock, and the entire rest of our team here, this is Derek C. Apollo signing, signing off. Take it easy. We'll be back this week. We're out. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Apollo with my partners in crime, they John Cook. <laughs> John Cook. Welcome to Talking to Halos. This is Derek C. Apollo, my co-host in crime. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I muted. I'm sorry. type of drama. Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rivals. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.